just found habitable planets, apparently. With really detailed pictures that are probably real. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see any pictures or anything. Like scenic landscapes. <laughs> like, by paintbrush. <laughs> yeah. This looks, this looks great. <laughs> the, the, was it, yeah, the outside our solar system or something? Yeah. I mean, well, I they're, like my solar system. They're, they're, they're pretty, pretty close. They, they were like, they're quite close. Like, oh, how close? Well, they're, they're 40 light years away. Yeah, well, like, Mars is close, <laughs> but you can't come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so my dad was like, well, now they've, they've just got to invent a warp drive. And, like, yeah, we're there. <laughs> it's got to travel faster than the speed of light. Yeah. And then everything will change. And then, <laughs> and, and then my dad said, well, they've, um, they've, they've, they've kind of invented something. That that does the same thing as, as as a warp drive, but obviously, like you can't travel at light speed because that defies all the laws of physics and everything like that. It just apparently doesn't work. So what they've done is they've created this thing that apparently shrinks the space in front of them and then expands the space behind them, and essentially just like turns a ship into like some weird kind of Play-Doh fun factory where they're just devouring space and then shitting it back out. That the only trouble is. It it uh, it travels at five hundred million light years a second. Um, so, which means it shrinks five hundred million light years worth of yeah. So existence. Well, if you if you're not quick enough on the trigger, you've reached the end of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting in concept. Yeah, but you could just go past the end of the universe. That makes sense, right? Yeah. I saw something that. Uh, uh, we sent load of Voyager space probes out ages ago with information designed to educate aliens on human life. Oh right, what like like a time capsule or something? Kind of, yeah. yeah. But like like trying to teach language and, and all these kind of things, all from seventies stock photos. Oh, so like you know the seventies was probably an all right place. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember when everything stopped kicking off. When you know, here's an Only Fools and Horses DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that well enough in the seventies. Like, oh, this is, and they're all on vinyl. Fucking hipsters. <laughs> so some alien race has got to have a vinyl player and got to figure out. You know, oh, someone's you know post has arrived. Oh, what yeah. is it? Some other fucking planet. They've all got stupid haircuts. <laughs> Like vinyl's useless if you find some kind of weird parallel dimension planet that where vibration doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things that we do are useless. Well, is this how arrogant is? You know, you think that one alien species want to learn about you, mm. and two they'll just understand everything that you want. I think Louis C.K. had a bit. It was yeah. just like about how, um, yeah, about how aliens are just going to like us, and then they'll work with us, yeah. or they'll work for us. Like, oh, yeah, it'll be great for them. Like, you know, then come meet us. We can share things. Like, they're going to fucking hate you. They might hate you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, look at this one planet. It's fucking... I like that planet. I'll take it, if you don't mind. <laughs> well, Stephen Hawking said that in, in, in the event that we encounter alien life, at any point, if they encounter Earth, the chances are they're just going to either enslave us or obliterate us. Because they're already... Just miles and miles ahead of us, technologically speaking, in order yeah. for them to find us. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, they, they, they've got no use for us. Which <laughs> makes perfect sense. Well, that, they, you know, it's they might not even be aware that we're here. It's, again, Our whole the arrogance planet of, could be put into a zoo. 
No, but again, it's like it's it, you're humanizing the unknown. Yeah, like, you're like, oh, they've probably got zoos. They probably love slaves. It's like they might not even. They might just be like an a large, odorless, colorless gas. Yeah, that's just like is completely unaware of you two and I don't yeah. know, Mahatma Gandhi, and it's just like fuck it. Let's just uh, yeah, ch- chill around. Yeah, fuck aliens, man. I watched uh, when I was a kid. One of the early films that freaked me out was Mars Attacks. I fucking love Mars Attacks. It's an awesome film. But for some reason, I was a bit like, best language in the world. It's great. Well, it's just the idea of I don't know being having your skin and muscle and organs dissolve from a central point and then just expanding <laughs> out. That was yeah. the thing that freaked me out. Like, everything else was fine. It was just like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to die from the belly button. Yeah, ever growing nothingness. It's like, nah, just you know, if they chopped off people's heads or smashed them with a brick, I'd be like, ah, that's fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, it was just that. that uh, I guess that that's the only thing I was like, ugh, that would feel bad. <laughs> it's not like a glorious death, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, this is inconvenient. I was, I, I liked it, but I remember as a kid finding it like kind of. I wasn't sure why Tom Jones was the muscle. What? In like any film, he Tom was, Jones was in it. Yeah, I haven't watched it since I was thirteen. Yeah, because they, he was there was there was a there was a bit in a casino and Tom Jones was like singing that night or something like that, oh. and then he's like he's because he's just a massive guy. They made him the muscle in the little group that was going around and being a okay. vigilante group, and so you're Tom Jones beating up aliens. It's fucking weird. <laughs> I remember it was like the president and the president's daughter. Yeah, that was uh, was that Jack like, Nicholson. Was, was, that the, was that the president in that film? I can't remember. I haven't watched it for like and then, yeah, 16 and then they, years. And they shake hands and the hand crawls up his arm and stabs him through the chest. Yeah. With a little flag. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was really good. It was like, is it John, is John Cusack in that film as well? There was someone who was flirting with a, a Mars, Martian dressed up as some blonde chick. Uh, and yeah. like she the one that looked like finger. Myra Hendley. Myra Hendley. My brain. Not on today. <laughs> Mara Hindley was um, a horrific uh, woman from Manchester. It was, it was Mara Hindley and Ian Huntley, the murderer. Yeah. Well, there was an alien he, in Mars Before attacks. he murdered loads of people, he had a fantastic acting career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's the, uh, the, the, the alien in Mars Attacks. It puts on some kind of human skin thing. And it ends up looking like Myra Hindley, like a big domey head and a big blonde bouffant head. Right, it's right, fucking right. weird. Yeah. And it chews gum so that it, it can, can breathe, breathe or something. Yeah. 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 And he tries to get the gum out and they just bite. And it bites finger, its finger spits off. Spits it into an aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's all coming back to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Myra Hindley, was she one of those um, uh, like socialites? Or whatever they're called. No. There's been a few that have died. Was it... Who had the stupid name? Who was apparently the original Kim Kardashian. She was called like Zum Zum Bahaha. Zsa Zsa Gabor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a real name, is it? Yeah, uh, that's Mara Hindley. Okay. The blonde. <laughs> oh, Not the, not enough, the right. bloke. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, socialites. She wasn't a socialite. She was a murderer. Oh, no, what, her? Yes. Or Zsa Zsa Gabor? No, 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 her. Her? She was, oh, she was like a joint Zsa Zsa Gabor was quite celebrated when she died. Yeah. I don't think... Well, she might have been. She was put to death row. <laughs> it's 
a good celebration. I watched Law Abiding. I'm going to jump all over the place. I don't know why. No, 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 Law Abiding fine. Citizen. I watched that the other day. Uh, which one's that? It's, uh, Gerard Butler and Jamie Foxx. Oh, and Gerard Butler is such a good. He made gadgets for the army that killed people when no one was around. <laughs> What? So like the whole thing, he's like this super engineer, right? Um, who got burgled or something, and they killed his daughter and raped and killed his wife, and the lawyer like made a deal because there wasn't enough evidence or something, and he took it really to heart. Right. So like ten years later, he gets himself put in prison and then like kills everyone from his prison cell. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Why are you doing?" He's like, "Yeah, can I have a sandwich, please?" I'm like, what? Yeah, I want a sandwich. Or loads of people are gonna die. Like, nah, you're in prison, mate. Doesn't get his sandwich, people die. This <laughs> is it's basically just a deliveroo advert. <laughs> just get this guy's sandwich on time, or loads of people are gonna fucking die. Uh, but like, yeah, he fucked up with a load of uh, death. He, f- he fucked up with this guy's death row injection or something. Mm. Must be a weird thing to go see. I mean, were we talking last week or something about um, a drive-through? The drive-through, the drive-through funeral, funeral yeah, and yeah, therefore yeah. drive-through executions. Or did I just have that conversation in my head? Um, no, the drive-through executions was on you. I don't, um, All right. I don't remember that one. Because <laughs> that would be weird. Like a dri- you know, they have like drive-through cinemas, don't they? But it's not a drive-through. It's like a park and watch. Yeah, yeah they call you... it something. Um, Foo Fighters had a music video there. That's all I know. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. They they did done. They've got they've got one up in Manchester, I think, and they 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 open it up in the summer and then show like I don't know, five or six different films. Yeah, yeah. Like a music It looks interesting. The only problem I've got with it is it uses your car's stereo to to the sound. Oh, really? Like you tune in the radio to to oh, whatever the sound they thing they're broadcasting. Just, they just and it's like it it's cool in theory, but my car's stereo is shit. <laughs> like the speakers and everything. It's like I'd rather go to the cinema and it have might the be full... better acoustics than a field. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But I always remember it from it was it was it was it the Simpsons or something like that. I can't remember, and I remember them rolling down the window, and it was like a speaker next to the car. Oh, it right. just kind of that's too know. much effort, you know, in a, yeah. in a country that rains. Drive in, like, no. drive in movie, drive in movie, yeah, drive in movie, drive through funeral, yeah, drive in executions. <laughs> World's a better place. What's well, weird, isn't it? Executions, they do happen. Technically, JFK was a drive-through execution. Oh, oh. <laughs> it probably deserves more credit. I just don't want to laugh. <laughs> Remember, they commemorate it by a white X on the ground. What JFK? Yeah, really. The point at which he got shot. Some bloke like there's just a white chalk X on the floor. Yeah, people go there to have pictures taken. So standing in traffic. Yeah. So on like National JFK Day or something, it's a big deal, and then every other day, it's kids playing pirates pretending they found the treasure or something. <laughs> it's just cars <laughs> frustrated at not getting to work on time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, memory will live on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, executions happened. Like there was, uh, like Saddam Hussein was executed, and that was kind of like passed around like porn. Yeah, you know, I saw like that video. Porn. Yeah, yeah, it was just like, oh, by I've the way, never seen someone get executed before. Uploaded it to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before they upgraded their terms of service. <laughs> no executions. Oh, advertisements before executions. Yeah. But yeah, they still execute people, I swear. Well, yeah, people obviously get executed all the time. 
Yeah, in the States. It's yeah, legal the States, in a lot of places. It and then, you know, people just disappear. Probably been executed, haven't they? Yeah. It's a great way to go. What, I'd like to go by execution. Really? Suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> a suspected execution. Just have that on my gravestone. Oh wait, wait! <laughs> but you can't be—you can't be a suspected execution. An execution is a very arranged thing. You're, you're yeah. talking about assassination. Nah. Suspected you can suspect assassination. You can't suspect execution because it's like well, he was either executed or he's still alive. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. I could be still alive, <laughs> but I'm probably executed. Someone that looked like him. Was executed. Yeah, either, and we haven't seen him since. I mean, he uploaded the YouTube video. <laughs> but He was on his own account. But it was <laughs> weird. <laughs> I'm about to be executed. Take one. <laughs> yeah. <right>. Anyway. <laughs> no, I've always like, I've always wanted to fake my own death in a silo explosion. Silo? Yeah. Like methane or something? No, like oil silos or something. Oh, like. right, he did okay. it in, uh, you know... Schwarzenegger did it in Raw Deal. That means I can do it. He just lit a match, threw it in an oil silo, and drove away. Or a petrol station, and it just... Silo explosion kills beloved tartan-wearing guy. Yeah. (laughs) Just nobody saw him driving away afterwards. He was never spotted again. Because, I mean, I can understand, because Arnie's not the kind of guy that sticks out from a crowd. (laughs) Glenn's right. Have you seen his new film? Have I mentioned this? I can't remember. He's got a new film coming out soon. It's quite a serious film. Oh, like that's when I saw he was a sheriff. That was good. That was a good film. Uh, what was it called? He had uh, Last Stand. Yeah, that was it. And he had a few more. I think he had like a jailbreak film with uh, Stallone that was all right. But he's a, there's a new film. <laughs> it's like a. It's it's not an action. Well, it depends how you mean. So he's like he's Arnie. He's just a bloke with he's got his his wife, his daughter, and I think his daughter's pregnant. And he's like they're coming home to see me. Right, but then the air traffic, con- they're flying home, right? Air traffic control guy fucks up and the plane explodes, killing all of his family, right? I mean, they offer him like 75 grand as compensation. Right, okay. But like, he's like, you know, you killed my kid and my grandson or daughter to be and my wife. Yeah. I don't, I, you need to apologize. And it's the hunt for an apology where he tracks down this air traffic control guy who's been put into like witness protection. <laughs> and like, he just, he just, he wants his family, he wants like the honor of his family's death. Like, you did this, stop hiding from it. You need to apologize. I mean, giving, I think it was like 65 grand for his wife. I mean, it's a, it's a film, right? So it's, yeah, it's probably yeah, not yeah. this cold, but it's like this room's like, so, you know, we'll give you 65 grand for your wife and like 85 grand for your daughter. What? <laughs> like, it's compensation. Like, it's only kind of that tone. It's not a lot. And Arnie's like, Ugh. yeah, it's not a lot for like life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for like three lives or two lives or whatever you want, however you want to look at it. So he's like, oh, I'm going to get him to apologize. It looked great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that before he, he he tries to get this witness, this this air traffic control guy, he does fake his own death in a silo explosion. Because <laughs> then that just makes it so much easier for him. He can, they can skulk in the shadows inconspicuously. Yeah. The six foot two, you know, <laughs> 280 pound muscle ripped 70 year old. That <laughs> just wants you to apologize. <laughs> Great premise for a film. So there's this guy and he wants someone to apologize. 
Let's make this film. <laughs> yeah. Better than know. The Expendables 2. That was fucking like... I'm gonna, nah, I'll stop. <laughs> I didn't see the second one, though. The second one, the, first. the whole first thing... Yeah, the first was amazing, right? Yeah. I think it was the second. It might have been the third. But the second one, I'm pretty sure it was. He, um, the whole script was basically written in lipstick on a fucking bar napkin at two in the morning. Like, it's so right. disjointed. Yeah. It's literally... Um, and then um, Chuck Norris. Yeah. Yeah, he come in. And there'll be like some Chuck Norris jokes and then fucking uh, a plane will come in and <laughs> right? Then fucking airport. Yeah. yeah. Like, how do they get from, you know, Uzbekistan nuclear testing facility to an airport in Michigan? I feel like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> just, just did. I had this with the last Bond film. Everyone oh, the, I spoke to at work. For, yeah. Everyone yeah. I spoke to at work fucking loved it. They were like, no, no, it was really Really good. I, I, I really liked it. Like, all right, fair enough. Then why, when like he's, I, I, I said it's it's really disjointed. It's just made up. Um, and and so somebody said this somewhere. I think it was a quote from someone in the production team it was like it was just made up of bits that they cut out of the other scripts, of bits that they wanted to. They kind of still wanted to use and they saw value in, but they didn't really have anything for them in those scripts. And I was like, and so I went into it with that knowledge and then started watching it. I was like. There's a chase scene in the middle where he's on a mountain and then suddenly he's in a plane. Uh, yeah, yeah. And there's no, there's zero yeah. explanation for it at all. I remember being a little bit um, disappointed with the film because um, what's his name? The uh, guy from Inglorious Bastards and Django. Yeah, the German guy. Um, I can't remember his name at the moment. No, but he was going to play. I love him. I think yeah, he's, he's fucking awesome. And he's going to play Blofeld. And it's like, that yeah. sounds like it's going to be incredible. Yeah. And that he was only in the film for like you know, 10, 15 minutes or something yeah. like that. And it was like, oh. And then you go to the film before and it's been... like Javier Bardem as the bad guy. Yeah. And, and he did a fucking amazing job. Yeah, it was like incredible. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give him the same chance because like it'd be, yeah. it'd be fucking astonishingly good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Spectre wasn't that great. But you, it's hard to follow. Like, Casino Royale was awesome, yeah. and Skyfall was fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, Skyfall was great. Like, oh. Skyfall was the first one that I saw. Have like, you seen Casino Royale yet? I know you haven't. I haven't seen Casino Royale yet, no. Yeah. I know, but I've seen... Skyfall was awesome. Yeah. Apart from... Apparently, the best thing about Skyfall was Adele, like, when it came I, out. <laughs> like, oh, she sang the song. I was like, okay. But, my, you know, my, the right. people in my office were going mental, because it was like, oh, let's see this point in the film. I was like, yeah, yeah. He, he's wearing a barber jacket. <laughs> I don't. I don't give a fuck. That's because you worked for Barber, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, well, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought, I, I don't, I don't care <laughs> at all. What coats he wearing? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the 2017 full collection? You know, patch yeah. patch. Know. But <laughs> apparently, a lot of people cared because within within a week after it coming out, we completely sold out of that style of jacket he was wearing. Yeah, like it, it's it's ridiculous the kind of influence that these things have, and I don't even fucking notice. I guess I'm not like just tuned into that kind of thing. I think it was Skyfall, which was the first time there was actual brand advertising in a Bond film. I think there was a load of controversy over the fact that he was going to drink a Heineken. Oh right! Oh, and instead like of a, a martini whole... or whatever. Oh no, just like a brand, you know. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh my god, they're now taking more adverts." Like, well, obviously they had it before with the fucking uh, cars and yeah. watches and everything. But now yeah. Heineken, like, what's the deal? Yeah. And it's like you, you barely notice it. It's just yeah. like he sat there on bed, and he has a swig of a beer, 
that's it. Yeah. Oh my god. But, but it's it's exactly it does the same have as an effect on people. It's exactly the same as Daniel Craig just doing adverts though. Because like if you put Daniel Craig in an advert in a suit, people don't go, Oh look, it's Daniel Craig. They think yeah. James Bond. Yeah, like yeah. that's just that's just how it is. And the people making the advert know that. They're not fucking <laughs> idiots. So yeah, like sure, what's the yeah. difference between putting it in a film? Did they sew it into the story? Did it ruin the story for you? Then shut the fuck up, because they've been doing it for years. I didn't notice until you pointed out to me fucking years ago when we were watching that Statham film, and it's just fucking Orangina everywhere. Yeah, the transporter, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Every single drink is Orangina. You're like, come on, mate. (laughs) I get it, like, you needed funding and stuff like that. But is Orangina, like, if we get the action film market, (laughs) we're going to take over this world. Well, it was based in France, wasn't it? So I guess yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. it was like, uh, sure, maybe they'll come to France and drink some Orangina. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. a really that was a, that was a good film. I mean, it wasn't but the it transport was, franchise was interesting. Yeah, yeah, well, it was it was it was like a classic eighties double cop, double teaming action film where like you had the the bub the old near retirement French inspector. Yeah, who knew that this Jason Statham guy was something out of the ordinary, but he's pretty sure he's a good guy. Mm. <laughs> and this is like the weirdest team buddy team buddy cop kind of situation. Yeah. But it's been happening for ages now. We're, we're going to reboot this franchise. <laughs> yeah, hey, but it worked. I mean, Transporter Three was pretty good as well. And then they re they recast Statham out of it. They? they made like a new transporter without Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> oh. right. Well, it's like do it, it's, it's the same as they did with Bourne, though, isn't it? They put whatever the fuck. His yeah, name is. but then they brought Damon. Yeah, but back. then they brought Matt Damon back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah. Wait, who was that? Who was the chicken? Um, in the third one or the first one? I can't remember. They're in a. Are they in a lighthouse or something? A lighthouse. Can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. They're in some kind of big, big old concrete building. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's where it's where, like where he lives. I can't remember what the fuck it is. I don't know. I'm just yeah. going off. Oh it. yeah, I think I think you think of the first one. Yeah. And he got attacked by a stinger missile. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? He, yeah, he outran a plane. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. He saw a plane in the sky and immediately was like, "It's going to land in that field." Beat the plane to the field, <laughs> took the plane, and then parachuted onto like a, a sixteen-wheeler lorry. Yeah, that was <laughs> it. Hero. Statham, yeah, just amazing. I could do that. I haven't seen a Statham film in ages. I feel like I'm missing them. But he hasn't done any weird action films for a while, has he? I did the uh, Expendables, and then it's weird because yeah. there are loads of like straight to DVD. Yeah, I guess deals. so. Did, did a, was it um, Homeland Security? I Where. <laughs> Which is a great film on what this came out like, what, three or four years ago? Um, where he's like an ex super soldier just trying to raise his daughter and goes out into like the south of America <laughs> to live. Right. And build stairs or something. I can't remember. And uh, like people start to fuck with him and his kid. And, you know, fucking James Franco gets involved, sends <laughs> <laughs> his massive meth war. And he's like, I just want to look after my daughter. <laughs> People keep fucking with me. <laughs> so he's still doing stuff. He's still, he's still awesome. I think a Statham film was the first thing I watched with you. 
ever. It oh, was while I you were in dorms, and we and because um, you got me to download Crank. Crank. Yeah, yeah. Crank was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I was like, you should watch Borat. And yeah. then you downloaded and watched Borat. And I was like, I said I was going to show you Borat. <laughs> and you just watched it without me. So, yeah. <laughs> I remember being pissed at that. <laughs> so I was in the mood to watch Borat. I wanted to see what Steve would do when a chicken came out of the suitcase. <laughs> America loved that film. Yeah. Like, there's loads of uh, references to it in loads of later stuff in reference to that time of history. Yeah. Like, if I can't remember when it came out. It must have been... Uh... Oh, that was a big issue for my parents, actually. Because uh, my brother wanted to watch it, and he's eight years younger than me. Yeah. So and when I it came out, he was like 10. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a 15, I think. I think yeah. Borat. And my parents were like, we're n- not letting Christopher see this. Yeah. Filth. It's like it's just a film. <laughs> I watched. I was. I've been watching. You know, Aliens, and yeah. Predator, without your knowledge since the age of ten. It's so, what like, kids do, isn't it? Like you don't. You My find parents a friend me GTA who's got when I was eleven. <laughs> like they didn't know what it was. It was on PlayStation One. Yeah. <laughs> just play it around a friend's house. Yeah. You'd find a you find a mate at school whose parents were cool. And yeah. They would let them watch loads of shit. So you'd be yeah. like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be friends. <laughs> yeah. Go around your house and watch loads of shit. Yeah. In like the middle of the day, watching Alien Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how this was intended to be watched. Yes, but it feels great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, because they they were terrified that um, the scene where they naked wrestle would forever traumatize right. a child. Okay. <laughs> like they were okay with, you know, the I think he had like a driving lesson. We, we, there's, Borat does loads of crazy shit. I mean, he sends yeah. a bear after some kids, so, <laughs> yeah, which is scripted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he starts singing how terrible. He's singing the Kazakhstan national anthem, yeah. uh, like a rodeo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, You're gonna die. <laughs> you don't understand how angry and ignorant these people are. <laughs> he kidnaps Pamela Anderson, right? Yeah, <laughs> she was in on it. Her security wasn't. No, that was great. <laughs> It was like, I have a lovely sack for you. They'll put you in the sack. <laughs> Take you away. But then that's fine. But no naked wrestling. Yeah. No naked Kidnap. Wrestling. Fine. Um... <laughs> Kidnap as many women as you want. It's, it's just parents in it. I mean, once, yeah, once, once yeah. you get to like, once you get so disconnected from, you know, it's just like Bill Burr says, you put yourself in a bubble when you're raising kids. Yeah. And then like 18 years later, that bubble bursts. You're like, Oh shit, it's still 20 years ago, right? You shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. It's like, no, things have changed. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. You know, instead of banning information or like, you know, controlling information from your kids, you're meant to embrace the information with your kids. Talk them through it. Like, now this is a naked wrestling. Yeah. You and I are never going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just if someone wants to naked wrestle with you, if you would like to, yeah. But if you don't, you can just say no. You don't yeah. have to because Borat did. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> That's a weird thing to be influenced to do. <laughs> like, like parents are like worried about, oh, uh, don't want him to watch like Green Street because he might think start thinking gangs are cool. But like, not don't want him to watch Barrett because he might start <laughs> well, wrestling want... naked with men in the garden. <laughs> don't, don't watch Skyfall. Like, yeah, he kills loads of people, 
and like you know finds out about his heritage and killed like nukes and like bombs and explosions yeah. but he drinks a Heineken <laughs> Why do I don't drink Heineken yeah you're God. underage yeah. <laughs> whatever you need to do well it's weird like I was thinking earlier today like um uh, I was listening to last week's um, edit and we're talking about how firemen like look for kids who like hide from fire in the house. Yeah. So you go like, oh, you know, if you have kids, you'd be like, right, in the case of a fire, use this exit. Like you tell them to, yeah. at least they're prepared for it and they think it through yeah. before. But then that could traumatize a kid, right? If like every, because how often would you do that? Mm. Every week, like when there's a fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> go down the stairs. If not, Go down the back stairs. Yeah. You'd be like, is there fire coming? Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could only do it like once a month or once a year. Yeah. It'd be like, these are the fire rules of the house. Just to remind you so you know when you're prepared, don't hide in the fucking cupboard <laughs> or the soup skimmer or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> don't hide in the cutlery drawer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You'll die. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My, I don't think my parents ever told me what to do in the event of a fire no but you should like, you probably you should. should but it's just how you can't do it too often because if you do it too often no. the kids will set fire to the house to mm. see if that's the right way to do it <laughs> yeah. it's like medical yeah. I always think that first aid is something that isn't really trained enough mm. and like like most kids don't know what to do if you have a heart attack or yeah, a stroke I think to a degree most everyone should know kids. what to do like... So like, but you can't like it should be taught in schools because it's like, yeah, every single kid should know what to do with first aid. Yeah. Because if you break your arm and you don't know what you're doing, you can die from, you know, getting infected and stuff like that. Yeah. The only thing you're taught is call an ambulance and let them deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, first aid should be taught by everyone. But if it's not going to be in the curriculum, but well, every parent should teach them. Yeah. But then you're going to get your kid freaked out about infections and germs and... All that. It's just a, it's a fucking minefield. <laughs> thing, yeah. you, you can't do it right. You can just be like, all right, look, just be prepared for this. Be prepared for this. This is safety and everything. Everything's going to be fine. But when it isn't, do this. <laughs> yeah. 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 No matter what you do, your kids are just going to freak the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's lots of shit. I still don't understand. I, I, we were, I was driving through, uh, through the village the other day. Um, that was a few weeks ago and Victor was in the car and she was like oh that's cool so that's where your defibrillator is I was like what what are you talking about <laughs> she was like yeah that, that box on the wall over there by the hairdressers defibrillator I was like well what what why <laughs> well you're in like a bit of a remote area so in the event that someone local to you or something if, if, if someone in your family has a heart attack you call 999 they'll tell you where that is They'll give you a code for it. You go down, unlock yeah. it, bring it back, and you can use it on your family member. It's like, I don't know, I, but most of the time, I burn the toast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know we had a defibrillator, like a community defibrillator. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't trust myself got, to use it. community theatre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she was like, no, no, they'll just, they, like, they talk you through everything and everything. But it's like, I didn't even know that that kind of thing existed let alone having one it's fucking weird well that and like things change like what um cpr used to be you used to breathe through their throat like to give them oxygen you don't do that anymore mm. now you just hit their chest to the tune of staying alive yeah or something like that because vinnie jones did an advert everyone just assumes that's the truth <laughs> well vinnie jones said ah 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 staying alive staying alive 
acting career is available for anybody who wants to hire me. A footballer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but speaking of uh, what were we speaking of, yeah, there was um, an art, like a really long article written by a backpacker about how traumatizing it was to meet. I think um, I think she started dating this guy, and then they went traveling, and it was like three months in China, and then a couple of months in Thailand and stuff like that. Well, he got stung by like a stingray, and that can be like pretty fucking lethal. And, um, like, he ran to the beach. They were, like, cuddling in the sea or something. He ran to the beach. She ran after him. And he started to, like, have trouble breathing. She was... <laughs> it's a tragic article because... I don't know whether she's honest or stupid. Mm. But she's talking about how, like... I didn't really think he was that bad. So I went to the hotel room and changed my shoes. <laughs> changed my outfit. <laughs> came back. And, like, you know, he's nearly dead. <laughs> So he was like, go get an ambulance. No, she shouted out for an ambulance. And in that area of Thailand, ambulances don't go there. No. <laughs> so like, had to put him on the back of like a pickup truck. Yeah. And like, was giving him CPR the whole way to this, to this hospital where the doctor was like, look, I'll give him 15 minutes. But then like, you know, cause like, I'm assuming like he was pretty much dead. The stingray, yeah. pretty, uh, whatever poison was yeah. pretty awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gave him 15 minutes. Like, nah, he's dead. Like, so like she had to go back and tell his mum oh. <laughs> be like oh you know like yeah well stingray isn't it yeah <laughs> pretty fucking horrible gap here isn't it <laughs> what did you do you know kind of I was kind of responsible a little bit in my boyfriend's death in Thailand yeah but we uh, we rode the elephants and uh, yeah. you know we, we saw the, the, the Buddha statues and stuff it was, it was alright uh, I brought it back yeah. Like, I then yeah. went to, you know, yeah. went to Michigan. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, didn't, they don't really have funeral homes out there, much less, like, crematoriums or anything like that. So, Driving. Yeah, we burnt him on the beach, and then I did, like, a tour of Thailand with his ashes. It was, it was nice. It was nice. It was, it, was a good, it was a good gap year. It's how he would have wanted it. Yeah. They were, they Pretty were, sure, anyway. There were highs and there were lows. Uh, <laughs> I already found myself yeah. in the ashes of my dead boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I really love the arrogance of going away when you're 18, 19, thinking that you need a break. <laughs> Looking at it now, like 10 years later, I really like that. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you need a break? Have you, well, have you my had a break? Was a, like, uh, like, I... Has it been hard? <laughs> Has it well, been hard working six need... hours a day and being like. Six hours a week. <laughs> you're doing like part time work and like a waitress or a test. Oh, yeah. No, I was like... talking about school. Like that's oh, what you yeah. consider yeah, work, yeah, yeah. and if you don't do it, it doesn't really matter, because <laughs> <laughs> your mum and dad can give you money, and you can just go out and get a shitty little job and not worry about rent or bills or anything. <laughs> it's a bit hard. <laughs> <laughs> this like, welcome, welcome to Thailand. <laughs> you all right? You can't find yourself, have you? <laughs> I think it's over there. Try riding a moped. <laughs> Come and see the stick race. <laughs> Bring your own urn. <laughs> to see a stingray. Uh, I, just, I didn't. I was never tempted by the gap year. I got I had some friends who did it, and it was amazing. Yeah. But for me, I it was always like if I started traveling. I just think for me, <laughs> speaking isn't really. <laughs> 
I just think that yeah, if I, I always thought if I ever started traveling, I just would never stop. Yeah, and yeah. It was just like oh, I just work as I traveled and would just never return. Yeah. And I just live life as like a nomad with no life. <laughs> just <laughs> being one of those people who just like oh, you know, I need somewhere to couch. Yeah. Can I crash on anyone's couch. What a fucking douchebag. <laughs> A friend on a, a friend who was on my drama course, and now he comes back and he saves up a load of money, and then he fucking disappears for six months and spends next to nothing and just travels. Yeah, and it's like it looks fucking awesome, and he's posting all these pictures all the time. He's going around uh, Malaysia at the minute. I think he's in he's in he's in Myanmar, and he's been through Thailand and stuff. And he's posting pictures of himself next to this guy, um, who's this this Taiwanese guy who's smiling. Uh, but he's only got one tooth, but that one tooth fills the whole of his mouth. <laughs> and he's like, I slept on this guy's floor last night. The only word he knows in English is potato. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I I can't, I've, I've been so, I'm so accustomed now to like working life. And, uh, and and should I or shouldn't I have a latte? That like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to navigate that world. <laughs> At all, I wouldn't even know how to approach it. Oh, no, I've I've always really liked the whole down and gritty and just kind of the survival aspect. I of love life. to think I'd be good at it, but like the idea of going into it like feet first, like now, yeah, I'd be like, well, how would I pay my phone bill? You know, I can't, I can't just stop. You see, I don't think I'd necessarily be good at it, but it'd sound like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much the mantra of your life. <laughs> No, it's just, I've been in a lot of situations where I've had to uh, kind of just be, uh, I've kind of, not, I haven't had to, but like, you know, I was clubbing in central London from the age of like 16. Yeah. And I remember like, it was one friend's 18th birthday and we were going uh, to some club in Camden. I was 16 and my mate was 16 and I always got into clubs because I had a hairy chest and just confident that sounded like I knew what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> that And uh, yeah, I was friends with um, some of the strippers there, so they would kind of let me in and stuff like that. But my mate had like a really young, fresh face mm. and had someone else's ID. <laughs> to be like, oh, my name's Daniel. <laughs> What's your date of birth? I don't know. <laughs> so he got refused entry in, in the middle of Camden. Yeah. And I, he, was, he was my best mate at the time. So I was like, all right, we won't, we won't go in. We'll let the girls and that go in. Because it was the girl's birthday. Like, we'll just wait in Camden till 6 a.m. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll be okay for eight hours on the streets of Camden. <laughs> no money, 16 years old. It's like sitting in cafes. <laughs> you went to the toilet, there's blood on the walls. <laughs> so we're like, oh, fuck it. Let's just stay here. You know, it's yeah. warmer inside. It was a cafe with two walls. Yeah. Like, then two open walls to the market and whatever. Just drinking, you know, drinks yeah. for eight hours. <laughs> we were like, right, okay, let's go to the toilet full of blood. And yeah. I'm going to put my money in my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to, you know, they never check your shoes. <laughs> Knows what I'm doing. <laughs> no one bothered us. It was just a weird ass cafe owner. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's different kinds of, it's, it's different lifestyles though, isn't it? Like, I... I I can deal with like uh, London and whatnot, like big towns for for a few days, and then I start to get really claustrophobic. I'm like, I just need things to switch off and stop 
I feel like I can't breathe <laughs> and navigate my own <laughs> fucking brain. Like it's it's all just a bit too much. Whereas the advantage that I've found from living here compared to a lot of people that I've met from London and stuff like that is that I've never I never really walk around going I'm bored. Like I I just I, yeah, yeah, it's easily entertained. Yeah, when you've had nothing to do, <laughs> you get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have much trouble finding some way to entertain myself. Yeah. I don't necessarily need things. He says in a room surrounded by things, but like, <laughs> still, like, I, I, I can, I can just deal with myself and my own brain in yeah. silence and be quite happy. And people think that I'm like in a mood or being standoffish or something. It's like, no, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm chill. I'm honestly just sitting here thinking yeah. about what? Nothing really. <laughs> yeah, like people ask me if I'm bored. It's like I'm not bored. If I'm bored, I just entertain myself in my head. Yeah, <laughs> like some of my thoughts have come out on this podcast. Yeah, like that's just running in my head twenty four seven. It's like oh, there's always a backup. I can always think about oh, yeah. what would it be like to get hit with a buzzsaw? <laughs> no, I'd rather get hit with a buzzsaw on my shoulder because my shoulder. Yeah, like, rather lose an arm than a leg. You know, I mean, yeah, I don't like hopping. So no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to go down tangentially into the madness of your mind. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I'm I'm quite comfortable with that. But yeah. I've always had it with the, when when you get into serious. I think I've just had to deal with a lot of serious situations. Um, in, in my childhood, where you'd have to like the the innocence of childhood was taken away very quickly by a lot of random events. We have to yeah. be like, no, you have to look. You have to you have to think about this. If you're going to go for a walk, you have to consider. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Because you have to. And it's like, oh, okay, fair enough. And then once you get into that mindset of like focusing on something simple, like if I've never had problem getting work because mm. anyone can get a job at any time, you just have to figure out what your standards are. Yeah. Like if you go into a restaurant and you say, hey, I'd like a job, I'll clear plates if you want and I'll wash stuff in the back, they'll be like, all right, can you start tomorrow? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put in a hundred hours. All right, yeah, we would like you. Can you please come and work with us? Yeah. But there's people who struggle to find work because they go, oh, that's not the job that I want to do. It's like, well, you shouldn't live in want land. It doesn't matter. You can stop <laughs> doing it the next day if yeah, you want yeah. to. Yeah, like, yeah, you can do just... it for a week and you go, right, I've got some cash in my pocket. Now what do I want to do? Yeah. And it's just that, it's that focus of just deciding what it is you want to do and then doing it. And I think a lot of people just get trapped in the whole going with the current of the river and yeah i'll I'll go over here for a bit and then i'll go over here for a bit yeah so i like the whole traveling aspect because you you get to focus on like the bare essentials of yeah like i need i need somewhere to sleep yeah can i sleep on your floor massive one-toothed man yeah but yeah sounds great (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it sounds great but then yeah i mean yeah it it depends what you want out of life because you can get a lot i had a mate who um, worked at 10 downing street I think his name was Tony Blur or something like that. No, I had a mate who worked at T- Tan Downing Street as like a business advisor or something. And he would work there for six months or 12 months, as, as your mate did, save up all that money from that like incredibly good, good well-paying job. Yeah, and then just yeah, go yeah. traveling for a year. Yeah. Come back and be like, hey, Downing Street, do you still want me? <laughs> <laughs> That's decent. So yeah, it's just a lifestyle thing if you yeah. want to go and travel. But then... I don't know. This this same guy, like when he was he, he was he was back at home. Like he, there was an, there was another picture of him 
standing next to some bloke. I, I don't know what, like, like quite dishevelled looking bloke. And underneath it said, uh, "This guy, uh, he's, he's 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 Russian, he, and he knocked on my door and um, at some point and asked if I if I had uh, if I had a bed for the night. So like any uh, like well." like self-respecting Geordie I was like yeah sure come in I'll make you food and everything and they had this picture of him next to the guy and I was like that looks like the last picture that there's ever going to be taken of you <laughs> it looks like the one that they show on the news like the next day I, 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 I'm not sure I'd, I'd have that kind of well, it's the whole Henry Rollins thing isn't it it's like um, yeah the media has you believing that everything's terrible yeah. and don't get me wrong Everything can be very terrible very quickly. Yeah. But the majority of people are just nice. Like I've always, I've always liked the idea of picking up a hitchhiker. Never done it. Yeah, I've yeah. I've always yeah. liked the idea of picking up a hitchhiker and chatting to someone. Mm. But I just feel weird because I, I'm an honest guy. So if they came in, like, look, I don't know you. You don't know me. Perfectly happy to have a chill drive and take you wherever you want. Mm. But I've got a crowbar on my right side, <laughs> and if you act up, I'm going to smash your face in. Yeah. Like. Just so that we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> because you have to be like, yeah, the world will be a lovely place. Yeah. But you have to arm yourself. You have to, if you want to survive, yeah. arm yeah. yourself on the on the possibility that it might not go your way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's quite... I mean, I think I was chatted to a backpacker at a bus stop when I was 17. Yeah. And we started talking about scuba diving or something like that. And then, yeah, I think we went out for a drink afterwards, but... One is different for blokes, mm. I get. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I would assume it's different for blokes because women are told repeatedly, don't let strangers sleep in your house. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. you've met them, just randomly knocked on your door. Yeah. Because that's what the social structure is. It's like, don't, because we want to protect... You, you, you need to be protected in this situation. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, as a bloke, you're kind of expected to defend... to be able to deal with that situation if the random Russian guy decided to rape you in your sleep. You might be like, well, you should have been prepared for this. Yeah. yeah. And have you learned all your knots? Yeah. <laughs> That's what Scouts was for. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I saw a case um, this week of um, a woman who found out she had breast cancer from her, like, six-week-old newborn baby because apparently her breast milk changed flavour and the baby would like hit her breast and be like, <laughs> <laughs> it was in Stoke, right? Of course. And it was, yeah, it was just like this newborn baby would just be really pissed off at her left breast or something, <laughs> but be really happy about her right breast. <laughs> so like she went to the doctor and the doctor said, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And she went, I don't know, this baby. <laughs> I think this baby knows <laughs> and got it rechecked and it turned out to be like a cyst that had gotten hard or whatever and she had oh, to get right. it removed and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great stories. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming, well, you would assume from this story yeah. that breast cancer would affect breast milk. You know, I guess if you put a rock into a bowl of milk, it'll probably change the flavor of the milk a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she said he became very unhappy and even hit me. Oh, he was an eight-month baby, sorry. To push away from his mother was really heartbreaking. She said, nobody can say for certain whether it was Teddy, but I know that if it wasn't for him, then this time next year it could have been completely different if I'd listened to the doctors. But instead, I listened to Teddy. <laughs> like, you're listening to an eight-month-year-old baby yeah. <laughs> about cancer advice. <laughs> it worked out great, but don't 
you know, rely on his wisdom no, over the next couple of months. He's not going to be right 100% of the time. No, it's not, I think you should go for a 25-year mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Teddy said so. <laughs> Teddy's a medical marvel. Yeah. In this socio-economic climate, I'd uh, invest heavily in teddy bears. <laughs> Teddy's around, surrounded by teddy bears. I'm a time his life. Watching his mum crash into death. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, listen to your babies. They can tell you uh, if you're dying or not. There <laughs> uh, was another story. Um, kind of misleading. Uh, the world's oldest McDonald's is closing down. Oh, right. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, it's in Shrewsbury. Oh, which bit... is surprising because... What? Didn't think McDonald's originated in Shrewsbury. No. And it turns out it's the world's oldest building that's got McDonald's in it. Oh, right. <laughs> it's like from the 12th century. Well, that's not. It's, like, it's got not nothing to same. do with anything. Yeah. There's, there's McDonald's closing because the lease is running out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get this on BBC News. Yeah. So. It's McDonald's. It's closing. Why? Really... Well, the lease has expired. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but it's in like a monastery. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It's not the, it's not, yeah, it's, it's an American company that has its oldest, yeah. <laughs> oldest thing in a British town. But you know what it is? It's it. What it is is when the news broke, someone found it funny um, because it led to a load of jokes about twelfth-century McDonald's. Right. So okay. like, oh, did have a stable for the drive-through, uh, and there was probably some Twitter jokes, right? Yeah. And the BBC was like, we need to report on this. Yeah. But we're not going to print jokes with the news, so we're just going to say. But the McDonald's is closing. We're just going to be misleading. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have our own indirect passive joke. Yeah. The world's oldest McDonald's is closing. Well, technically, it's the fucking oldest building with the McDonald's in it. <laughs> well, we found it funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the Thanks, Japanese. BBC. The Japanese. Yeah. Got to love the Japanese. They've got umbrellas and vending machines. Right. Yeah, that's apparently one of their big things. I went to Japan. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, no. I'd... It was all right. Yeah, they you forgot sold... you went to Japan, or you forgot they had umbrellas and venom. I forgot I went to Japan. Shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they were really, really racist. But it was. I yeah. think I went to like a village. You said they were. They kept like pointing, pointing at you for being and staring tall. and laughing and poking and pinching and really staring at me on the train. Jesus. <laughs> well, I got really jet lagged and really <laughs> full of heartburn. So like, I'd fall asleep on the train to some temple that I was going to go see. Yeah. And I'd wake up on the train like. <laughs> Train. <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm six foot four, so yeah. like I'm, you know, it's a, it's a stereotype for a reason. I was the tallest person, like a lot of them had ever seen. I was bald. Yeah. You're the and, tallest uh, person I've ever been close to. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, and I'd have to duck to get on the trains because the roof of the train, the lip of the train that went to the door was like six foot. So I'd had to dip to get on the train, and they get really offended by it. Mm. I was like, I'm just trying to exist. <laughs> Try my best yeah. to do it. But they've um, come up with an app because they think people are wasting too much time waiting for a toilet to be available. <laughs> so people cu- cubicle waiting at cubicles. They're now spending like thousands of pounds or whatever on sensor technology to let you know on your phone where a free cubicle is so that on your bathroom break, mm. you don't end up queuing you end up you're queuing. like well there's one yeah. on the third floor i'm gonna go there it's like a great treasure hunt right, right. but a lot of people go but is oh, it not telling Japanese. everybody 
that there's a free cube. Yeah, I think so. So, so yeah. it's just turning bathroom breaks into a race. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I thought about that, and I was like, well, you could probably just be like, I'm on my way there Takeshi now. Takeshi Shitter. <laughs> Yo, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's like... Yeah, so the, and a lot. But the way they've reported it, they've been like fucking Japanese. Like they're so serious about all this kind of stuff, because they've got like the Japanese are like famous for having like super toilets or something like that. Um, yeah. High tech toilets. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, that or smart loos, which uh, are equipped with UV cleaning, which I don't know what that is. No. Ultraviolet clean. You've got too much ultraviolet on your asshole. <laughs> you need it washed off. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, warm air blowers. That sounds normal. A spray hose, yeah. And Bluetooth control. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know whether that's a Bluetooth bowel control. Yeah. Where you just kind of like, hey Siri, let loose. <laughs> you know, or whether it's, you know, you can talk, you can phone people while on the toilet. I don't know. Um, and they did say that despite huge concerns, it's very unlikely that hackers would want to take control of these toilets. <laughs> <laughs> But I quite, it, it sounds like the future. It sounds like something good because people go like, oh, you know, they just want to shorten people's bathroom breaks. It's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah. Yeah. Like, you want to spend less time waiting to take a shit. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Like, you're just wasting time waiting for the toilet. But the assumption is, oh, the Japanese They're want doing you to, it to work make more. You more efficient. You need, yeah, you need you to be more. working yeah. more and less breaks. It's like, well, no, not necessarily. Yeah, just I mean, you should slower. work jobs that you love, that you like doing. I yeah. mean, no one does. No. But like, that's what you should be doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. My parents have got a high-tech toilet seat. No they? Yeah. Is it UV cleaning? No, I don't think it's UV, but it's got, like, different... You get sunburn on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, like, it's like a heated seat. Yeah. Um, and then it's got, like, um, it's got a sprayer on it, and you can change the way that the sprayer works. It's got an air dryer on it. Um right. And, um, yeah, just like it's so you, you can change the way that the sprayer works. It's, it's like, it's, I don't, I don't like soft mist, <laughs> I'd rather have fireman's hose, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You change the pattern or whatever the fuck, pattern. it's got all these different programs. You my can change the shape of a horny flavor. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine's the shape of a lightning bolt, yeah. <laughs> it needs to be adjusted. <laughs> um, yeah, so and, and then you can change the temperature of the water and shit. But like, and I, I've I've used it before, but it's a little bit disconcerting because like you'll press a thing, and then you're very aware of what you pressed and what you're expecting to happen. <laughs> but for a, like a fif- ten to fifteen second period beforehand, you just hear, <laughs> as it like <laughs> as it sense. slowly like moves arms and cranes underneath your asshole. <laughs> It's like, I, I know what I'm expecting to happen, but something completely different I'm could just be happening. Doubt. <laughs> Did I press eject? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a weird experience. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's it's, it's just it's a, a luxury. It's just a bidet. Like, yeah, like it, well, a lot of people would consider it a luxury, but yeah. I think it's just people like people are really funny about shit and defecation and yeah. everything like that for some reason yeah stop being funny about being clean just well, it's like, there's loads of people yeah. like because the in like the right hand side of the world or whatever mm. doesn't use toilets the same way as the left hand side of the world uses them right like the left hand side is our standard of like something that you sit on like a throne and the others is like you go into a full squat and they're like hey on these you know like there's just a hole in the ground 
and like in right. like airports. Like I did it in Dubai. Yeah. Where it's literally just like a submerged bathtub hole in the floor that you're meant to like just take a crap in because that's how you're meant to shit. Like as a caveman, that's how you would shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how dogs shit. And dogs don't need toilet paper no. most of the time. Like sometimes <laughs> they do. But yeah. The majority, like 90% of the time, animals shit and they don't need any bidet or anything like yeah. that. It's just yeah. they've just gotten them so their body's in the right position. Where their skin separates and they're yeah. able to shit directly. No, they they came out with this thing that you put in front of the toilet that you put your feet up on that makes you emulate a squatting position because that is the most biologically comfortable way for you yeah. shit. Like it straightens out your intestines or something. Yeah, like that and yeah. ensures that there's no like in the same way that like it, 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 it takes it takes the kink out of the hose. Like yeah. if you like you're watering your lawn and you've trodden on the thing, like it's yeah. it's it just does that. So it's like, well, why why don't we just do that? Why have we invented a thing now? Because people are squeamish about shit properly and, and everything. Like, yeah, it's like oh, we, we want to make it as 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 cultured as possible to take a <laughs> shit. Yeah, like that's the important thing. Where it's like royalty wouldn't be seen squatting. Yeah, I want to be like royalty. Like people would shit in buckets. Yeah, and you got to if you're going to shit in a bucket, maybe it was a hole in the ground with a bucket in it. Maybe it was just a bucket, and people just, you know, sat very culturedly as they spoke about modern times. Yeah, shitting in a bucket. <laughs> it's one of the it's one of the nicest things is the is is the knowledge that like so I've I've been um I'd, I had a friend uh, years ago who told me. Her and her mate were walking along outside a train station and they were following a tramp and he was walking along and he stopped and shook his leg and a turd fell out. <laughs> and then he just carried on walking because, like, that's his day. Like, that's, <laughs> it's a great day. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, like, the knowledge that that and right up to, like, Hollywood celebrities and, like, the Queen and everything, not necessarily in the same method, but everybody <laughs> does that. Everybody shits yeah, like there's just, a book about it yeah it's 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 great it's it, it's it's just a really nice thing that kind of binds us all together in some way yeah it's like but yeah. we need to build yeah. wars against we're not like you we're better than you yeah we yeah. shit on porcelain but we <laughs> shit on clay okay right porcelain's better than clay all right okay. it's just it's, porcelain is just baked clay is it i don't know yeah <laughs> no, i thought porcelain was like white is it just painted then I yeah it's it like, like glazed <laughs> like a donut. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's funnier than it was. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly like a donut. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not sugar. Like, don't lick the toilet. My dog started doing that. Licking the toilet? Yeah. I, th- I think most dogs would if you let them. <laughs> <laughs> but she distrusts the toilet lid because the toilet lid falls yeah. slowly because it's got one of these things yeah, in it yeah, yeah. to stop it from slamming. Yeah. And she's like, that defies everything that I know about gravity. <laughs> like, is this some kind of warp drive that shrinks the universe in front of it? <laughs> Expands it. <laughs> so the toilet can move just close really slowly. Cooks are turning in a red. She's like jumping around, like trying to fight it. Yeah. Trying to fight it fighting gravity. Yeah. It's like, I'll help you. <laughs> but yeah, like she looks like the base of the, of the toilet and stuff like that. Just like, there's something in here. And she started doing the dog thing of drinking out the toilet. Which yeah. is just like, there's a bowl of water downstairs. <laughs> like, you have to drink shit water. Yeah. Which, again, it's probably fine. Water's water. You're probably fine. D- dogs are dogs. Like, she yeah. drinks like, muddy puddles She's in the park. 
Yeah, yeah but, but you just like, still I'm just, just... I want to set a standard. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't drink out of the toilet, dog. <laughs> yeah, but, but if you can't stop her eating her own shit, then, like, the standard yeah. is pretty much lost straight away. Well, I think I'm getting through to her, because... <laughs> <laughs> Because as soon as I stopped eating my own shit. (laughs) No, like, now she's kind of... She's getting better at being toilet trained, where she's... She knows that if she waits until I wake up and let her out to go to the toilet and she shits, she gets a treat. Yeah. To the point where she'll take a treat, come inside, sit by where her treats are kept, and look at me like, come on, (laughs) I did a shit, I know what's coming. (laughs) But um, in that excitement, she was running from outside to inside and there was a bit of shit that I missed inside the conservatory where she was like jumping around and she stepped on it and when she stepped on it she went oh. <laughs> <laughs> like she went really excited to this really disappointing myself <laughs> I'm assuming because she knows that I know that she stepped in shit which means she can't go upstairs anymore because she likes to jump on my bed yeah and it's like I don't want to sleep in shit anymore I'm trying to improve my life <laughs> How's that going? Did you start the gym thing? No. No. We'll do. No, but um, like I got an injury, uh, which is about a little bit better now. Um, trying to look after myself means I'm trying to look after my dog a bit better. Yeah. Um, which means I'm trying to reel her in. She's, she's a puppy, right? She gets so excited. Yeah. But she's a puppy. There's very little you can do about it. And I don't want to be like, fear me and yeah, stop yeah, your yeah. excitement and happiness. Yeah. You want to be like the... But you like you need to be the boss, but you don't want to be like that boss. Yeah, but yeah. when she goes for a walk, she gets incredibly excited. Yeah, so she pulls on the lead a little bit, mm. and I'm still trying to figure out how to effectively train her to stop pulling on the lead. Stop walking. Like yeah, that's what I started doing. But she's getting like she's a strong dog. Yeah, like I was worried about being firm with her, and now I've started being more firm with her. You realise that no, she. she you're matching her strength at this point where yeah. she's got so much energy. Yeah. If you like throw her across the room, she's playing. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not like, oh my god. Like if you threw a baby across the room, <laughs> like, it would it would just it would find out you had breast cancer and wouldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like, very vengeful creatures, babies. Yeah. But yeah, the dog's like, this is fucking incredible. Like yeah. finally I can play. Um so um yeah, like stop walking and, and pull her back on the leads and like yeah, stopping and starting and stopping and starting. But she pulled my shoulder out Ugh. because, like, she just I'm I'm trying to be more and more firm. And yeah. I'm so out of shape that moving my hand backwards pulls my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's uh, as of it was like four days ago, and it's yeah. kind of like completely healed now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, need to get on to uh, yeah. I want to get back into my weights and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I went swimming once two weeks ago. Mm. So I need to get back onto swimming. And then, uh, yeah, just push the whole. Uh, before I get addicted into. I've got such an addictive personality. Mm. And it's something that I've said for ages and I stopped believing. Yeah. But then you kind of go, like, no, no, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if there's something that I want to do, I'll do it a million percent. Yeah. And fight all hours of the day and, and, and do it forever. And then you go, like, all right, that's kind of done with now. Now what I want to do. It's like with TV shows, there has to be a TV show on. Yeah. Every time a TV series ends, I'm like, right, I'm done now. I don't have to watch any more TV series. I'm like, ah, well, I can watch Scrubs. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't like the majority of it, but I like <laughs> some of it. So I'll sit through nine seasons. <laughs> like while I'm just while I'm doing something else, yeah, because my brain's just like I want to do lots of different things, yeah. So if I'm you know doing my banking or whatever or trying to do some writing, I'm always watching something at the same time, yeah. 
something that I know what's happening. Yeah. It's just I need that, like you say, that kind of stimulus, that kind of input mm. to be like, oh, there's so much going on. I can kind of try and do a load of different things at once. Yeah, yeah. But it's just about finding the correct stimulus to kind of put your energy in. Mm. Um, Ryan our staff at uh, Dublin Airport left a wheelchair user crying at the gate yeah after... I saw that just before we recorded did you <laughs> after telling her that they didn't have time to help her board the flight no exceptions um... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it's because of that I thought they just forgot that she was there uh, no apparently they they just right. <laughs> it's... they didn't forget she was there because they acknowledged it later on right um Trinity College student Neve Herbert was looking forward to attending London Fashion Week with friends from the university's Fashion Society. After she arrived at the gate in Dublin Airport, she was originally told to wait 15 minutes for assistance by cabin crew before being asked whether she was able to climb the stairs to the flight for, for easiness sake. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, you're in a wheelchair, can but can it? you just... Do you have yeah. to have cabin crew? Yeah, I mean, can you... Kind of... Yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there something like um in uh, in what in what she later described as an example of shocking ableism? I'd rather they just say discrimination. I think it's a fucking stupid word, <laughs> but I don't like any of those words. Um, the captain at that point rang through to tell her he was leaving without her. <laughs> like, if you're not going to climb the stairs, I'm going to leave without you. <laughs> Called ahead. Like, he didn't have her phone number. He was going over the tannoy. <laughs> Can the cripple at the base of the stairs? Please get on another plane. Please climb the stairs. <laughs> Please make your own way to London. <laughs> but like, I thought, I, I thought it was uh, she's. She said that she was shocked because most airlines sit wheelchair people first, mm. and she was instead put on, well, not last, but after last. <laughs> she was behind. put on the next flight. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, what do you do? Like, if she's at the base of the stairs, she's probably gone through ticket already. Yeah. Just got to hope that the plane come, pulls in at the same <laughs> space and he's going to London still. Yeah. And then she's still going to be boarded last. There's loads of people just going around her. <laughs> she's like, can you please take me with you? They left me here last time. I don't the know. balls of the pilot, though. That's I know. Great. <laughs> No, nah, what, you want me to come to... No, nah, look, I've had a rough day. <laughs> I've been flying all day. Look, can, you, can you please ju- just hurry up and get on the plane <laughs> so we can go to London and enjoy the fashion week? You're not the only one that wants to go and see the women in the dresses. There's lots of people here going to fashion week, but you're at the bottom of the stairs crying. In a not very in jacket. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just saying, you're going to fashion week, you might as well dress up. Yeah. <laughs> just pulls away and drives off <laughs> <laughs> there's another one that was like Harrison Ford apparently tried to land on a plane um, it was everywhere on my feed when I was trying well, to like figure on out on a parachute just in no in a plane like a right. small you know not a triplane but one of those small planes like a biplane biplane yeah um, and he was landing on a taxi rank taxiing road not on a runway. Right, yeah. And there was a, a plane trying to reverse out, assumingly in a rush because they've left a wheelchair-bound person inside. Yeah. Like, trying to escape. And, like, yeah, he like, tried to land. He was like, is that, is that Boeing? <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that Boeing supposed to be below me? Like, oh, Ford, mate, you're, like, you're landing on the wrong bit of road. <laughs> 
Ford's been in a few plane-related things. He crashed, didn't he? Yeah, he, he had crashed like an him. expert crash. Yeah, he crashed him on a golf course or something. Break his leg, but he broke something. Yeah, he broke he the hurt golf himself quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he broke Tiger Woods. <laughs> His engine just stopped working or something. Yeah. And he just gave an expert crash landing. And this time, he like did a little mini 911. <laughs> oh, I'm going to know. I'm fine. Oh, I landed on the road next to the runway. Yeah. You know, I'm fucking Indiana Jones. What you can do? Yeah. That <laughs> one was full of snakes. One plane crash, one potential plane crash, and he still got injured by a door. Injured by a door? Yeah, on a Star Wars set. Did he? So you think he's, I think he ended up suing Disney because like they had those... Automatic doors opening and or something, and as he went into thing, like he was killed by like he did not killed, he was hurt by like Star Trek doors, like they closed on him and broke his leg. <laughs> sue Disney, why? Because your doors. Yeah. Why don't you sue the engineering company that made or the carpentry company or whatever? anybody but Disney? <laughs> well, it's it's Disney production, I guess, because you don't want to sue the guy that's controlling the door. <laughs> maybe because he just works for Disney so you sue Disney maybe don't, don't sue the guy who broke your leg <laughs> sue the guy who paid the guy who broke your leg <laughs> well I guess the company's liable I guess they're maybe Disney's weird isn't it yeah well, do you know PewDiePie oh like yeah famous, yeah yeah he got um, he got knocked YouTuber. off their books this week for yeah because like, he because now now that Walt fans. Disney's dead they're trying to distance themselves from the whole Nazi thing <laughs> but it was coincident like apparently what he was doing Apparently, there's a website called Fiverr. Yeah, yeah. Right, who'll say anything for a Fiverr. Yeah. Like, you pay them a Fiverr, they'll say whatever you want, which sounds yeah. like a good... Yeah. People pay me a Fiverr to say something, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll record a video of me saying something. Um, and he apparently got people to send them, um, like, the most offensive stuff, the craziest things you could do as a social experiment. Yeah. Which might not be done as a social experiment, it might be done... For a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, in hindsight, like, well, it was a political, it was, it was an experiment to see the human nature and you know, yeah. all that kind of shit. You just wanted a laugh. I get it. <laughs> yeah. And, and they sent them some a load of shit, and the thing they picked up on was the anti-Semitic stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and they fired him from, like, apparently, maybe he worked for Disney? I don't know. Uh, he was, he had a partnership with them, with some, like, video production thing, and they uh, basically relinquished their end of the deal. The contract or something, mm-hmm. so they no longer work together. Um, and that deal was worth, I don't know, some ridiculous hundred million right. dollars or something like that. Yeah, but again, it's context and stuff like that. But companies yeah. like Disney, I guess, just don't want to be anywhere near it because of the yeah. media backlash or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like Milo Yiannopoulos this week was, he resigned from uh, his paper, I don't know if it's a magazine, Breitbart, Breitbart which is yeah. a newspaper journalistic thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, because someone released a podcast where he talked about um, several underage relationships that he was when he was a kid and yeah. like older people, older gentlemen would have relationships with him. Mm. And he was saying that he found it was a very good experience for him yeah because struggling with his identity at that time and whatever and being taken on someone's wing he was kind of saying i think he, you know he's crass and whatever he said yeah. i think his joke was you know um i'm quite glad that this priest 
you know, I, I wouldn't give nearly as good a blowjob if that priest didn't fondle me when I was a kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's his joke or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You can't say that about rape victims and yeah. paedophilia and all this. And all this. It's like, well, no, it's just, that's like, just, well, he's just, this is put, just a joke about my experience. He's just discussing something yeah. you don't want to discuss because the argument's already been had and yeah. if A equals B, then it's evil and it's terrible. Yeah. And, like, it's... Yeah, it's you can't have a conversation about something mm. without context. So yeah, it's the same thing with PewDiePie. So like, if you give it context, he runs a fucking YouTube channel. Yeah, where I, I've never really watched it, but it's like he plays he's games gonna have and loads sits of stuff. in the corner of the screen. He's commenting paid, yeah, on paid him a playing lot of money, games. So, yeah, paid, paid a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a YouTube kid. Or what do you expect? Like something's something's going to happen. Can you can you have a conversation about it? No, because if you talk about it, that's addressing it, which makes it real. So we're just going to fire you. <laughs> And we're not going to deal with it. I'm not saying they're wrong in doing that. It's just interesting to see it from the outside and be like, yeah. you don't even want to discuss the context of it. Yeah. And Milo's doing it. You, know, you go like, oh, so Yiannopoulos is, uh, uh, so he's quit his journalist. He's going to start his own website and his book's coming out. And there's lots of, pe- this whole pedophilia thing's probably a good publicity thing. Yeah. So yeah, it makes yeah. sense that all of this could kind of happen. Yeah. I, I think Yiannopoulos was, uh, he kind of came to fame as just being a, um, a well-renowned troll, essentially. Kind of. Well, he, he'd have the argument the same way that Ben Shapiro. He's exactly the same as Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Where he'll just have arguments that people don't want to have. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll um, argue against somebody. Yeah. Where they'll have a conversation, and you'd be like, "Well, no, because A, B, and C." Yeah. Like you, you're telling me this, but what facts are these based on? Yeah. Let's like. You, and pointing out the whole thing of liberals like to demonize people that they don't agree with. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. you know, Republicans don't like to do that, but they give out lies. You just have to find out what the facts are and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, people just don't want context. No. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's going to be fun trying to find the ending of this podcast in the edit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do maybe this bit. Just end maybe on the rape bit. joke. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> So this guy was making fun of paedophilia. I mean, he had a point. And, uh, anyway, that's the wrong song. <laughs> that's, the, that's the stripper. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this week I could put. Maybe I'll come up with a better sense of mind before I put on the stripper at the end of the paedophile joke. We'll wait and see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> For more episodes the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.